Welcome to another fun-filled episode of Black Opinions Matter. Motherfucker, we got a great one for you guys today. A special shout out and a thank you to all our Patreons. Patreon.com slash count the dings. If you're not a Patreon, head there and sign up. I'm going to tell you why. We got an overflow episode today. It's about the 15th anniversary of T.I.'s album, King. So you don't want to miss this. You get all the overflow episodes and exclusive content like the exclusive Cinephobe episodes that me, Zach Harper, and Anthony Mays do. Like we did Great White Hype. We did Valentine's Day. We did Four Christmases. We have the Cinefeud. We've got all these special episodes, but you have to be a Patreon to be a part of it, to listen to this, to get this extra content. Patreon.com slash count things. If you are already a Patreon, shout out to you. Thank you. Please convince one of your friends to join as well. And at the very least, go ahead, head to Apple, subscribe, like, rate, review, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, as always, we're going to talk about Snowfall, the latest episode, what's going on with Franklin, what's going on with Leon, what's going on with Fatback, you stupid motherfucker Fatback. We'll get into all of that. Uh, but first, we watched the documentary Tina on uh hbo max it's about tina turner obviously it's a lot of it is the stuff that you might know from what's love got to do with it but a lot of it isn't and i thought it was a really important conversation for us to have we got b joining us from crazy sexy cool she's our female voice today to help us through some of these issues and we get into all of that next catch me on stereo tonight tuesday march 30th with my guest joey levy founder of simple bet we're going to talk about micro market sports betting. Find me on stereo.com forward slash Trayvon. Bro, Was. What up? You got to find your smile, bro. You be making me sad as shit on Instagram. I be always <laughs> messaging that nigga like, Yo. you I <laughs> Waz is posting the funniest shit. Waz does the most efficient use of his close friends. Like, oh, no, no, he, no, no. His close friends is crazy good. <laughs> Yo, every time I see I'm like, what? Then I see that little green, like, oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no. He's never, he's never out here on that. But no, I'm man. talking about his personal shit. The nigga was walking down the street. The nigga was listening to Big, but the mob, nigga, the face was like. <laughs> I was like, yo, nigga, your life's not that hard, bro. Why are you grilling like that? You're in fucking Pacoima. Nah, yeah. it's, it's fresh off a workout. So, you know, you know how people be like, oh, yeah, uh, if, when you work out, it puts you in a good mood. That, that's nonsense. If you oh, actually right. work out and you fucking like go hard, you feel miserable afterwards. So that's that's all that was. That wasn't like, oh, I'm sad. But, you know, I was listening to Big. So I was like, let me throw this on there, man. So since you uh, I mean, I feel like wise, I feel like you work out wise means that and not that I don't want this. Let me let me clarify. I do not want to see this, but I feel like work out wise is going to be shirtless on Instagram all summer. I mean, if no, if, I, if I get to a, if I get to a certain point, Jerb, yes, I'll definitely be that naked slut homie of yours. One hundred percent. A nigga said a man slut. Man slut is crazy. Man slut is so crazy. I will be a whore on the ground. Not that anybody who does that is a whore. I'm just you know. By the way, I know we old as fuck it. on this panel, but this is about to be the greatest summer ever. It's gonna be the greatest summer ever. It's every summer is the greatest summer no, ever. No, 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 no. Other than no, no. last year. No, no, no. We've been pent <laughs> up. Yeah, people are well, ready. We got listen, because New York, <laughs> Nick listen, is I went, definitely ready. I was in <laughs> listen, I was in Soho yesterday. And that shit, first of all, it looked like Instagram. It reminded me of fucking Melrose out back at the crib. But niggas was masked up, but it was so I ain't never seen nobody outside. It looked like New York was back. I ain't gonna hold yeah. you. But we're also pushing out the vac vaccine out here, like water, bro. <laughs> Niggas is getting shot. Nigga, like uh, I got my car. It's, it's been a little yeah. bit tougher out here. Niggas is using the word "we" to describe Yo, New York now. I'm a, I'm I mean, a resident, my nigga. Hey, hey, I ain't going back rent right? in the city. What are you Come talking on, about, Jerv? Come on, I got a my fucking bad. New York license, I just, bro. I just know I did six. I did six years in Connecticut. I don't think you ever heard me say "we" one. Because it's not flattering, time. nigga. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, you know what? That's a fact, bro. You touche. You, you, you know were in crazy. Hartford. You know what's crazy? It was a tweet that said, 
Um, it's actually niggas that still stay in their hometown after 25 or something like that. And I'm like, niggas ain't growing up in fucking Alabama, nigga. Like, what the fuck, nigga? I live in LA yeah, over if, New York. If nigga. you were from Pensacola, that might be a problem, right? Yeah, like you might, might want to get out of the Everglades. That's but, country ass niggas, man. Right. <laughs> First and foremost, Pensacola's still in the house. Shout out to my man, Roy Jones, dog. I don't oh, want okay. no smoke with Pensacola. There you go. Jerv is scared. I never knew that. That's just crazy. Nah, not apparently. Oh, no, bro. He, apparently, he not because he could whoop Ike Turner ass, and we gonna oh, get it. Oh boy. Yo, I, well, I let's, uh, let's talk that about nigga, that shit. Dog. I Yo, wax him. First thing, pause. Second of all, uh, <laughs> hold on. That shit, like, I'm, I, I won't lie, because someone had suggested it to me, and I was like, man, I seen what's love got to do with it. I get it, but I was kind of staggered. A how much shit she went through after she left the nigga that they conveniently left out of the movie. I'm like, y'all ain't gonna talk about how dirty they try to do her in the music industry. They didn't mention any of that. I'm like, what? She was out here like, like a vagabond. Son. Her career was done. <laughs> Yo, rule number 1080, record industry people are shady. Oh my God. Wow, son. Like, when something's like, bro, we was just trying to get an album cut. And... The execs was like, oh, you want, <laughs> it would, I think the term he used was, oh, you want to mess with this douchebag nigger. No, you signed this old nigger douchebag, Carter? <laughs> hard R, hard R. Nigger douchebag. Oh, nigger. <laughs> never in my life, in my long, I'm, I'm about to be 42 years old. I have never heard in my life. A woman referred to as a douchebag. That's crazy. That's some next level shit. That motherfucker called a woman a douchebag. And then, of course, you know, um, she goes number one and sells a bunch of records. And, of course, makes mil. the company all kinds of money. That, that probably generated hundreds of millions of dollars for that damn company that didn't even want to work with her. But, yeah, man, it's crazy. Um Watching that doc, obviously you we know you kind of know t- uh, Tina Turner's story because, like you said, I mean we've watched the movie, but like they got a little bit deeper into it. And I'm just like, man, this woman is a freaking superhero, bro. Like it's just crazy to go to go through what she went through. You know, obviously she got her ass whooped by Ike Turner, but then it's like you know you go through that trauma and you, you're trying to move past it, and then you become the face like the national spokesperson of domestic violence abuse. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's so crazy to have to go through that. And then afterwards, you take on the responsibility of being the person who always has to talk about this kind of shit in public. It's just crazy, man. So this is why this is why I want to be on. Because at first I was thinking about all the things we were talking about. And I'm like, this is going to sound real weird if it's just a bunch of dudes talking about like, oh, this must be hard or whatever. So, so be like... Because you know who I thought about first? The first person I thought, thought about was Vanessa Bryant and how she doesn't get to move past it because every fucking day someone wants to go up to her and talk about this shit. And I, I, it made me think about it when they got to the part where she's going on tour, breast chunking tours for her album, for Mad Max, whatever, and motherfuckers keep asking about Ike. Now there's a different relationship. You know, Ike I'm gonna get into Ike too, so I'm go ahead. We're gonna get to Ike, these, but I want I want going. I want to start with that. I want to start with that. I want to start with like because I, I imagine this is something that happens to women and doesn't happen to guys, where you're defined by your prior relationships, right? Absolutely. So, B, what was your takeaway when you're watching watching all this unfold? Um. I've seen the movie, of course. I was really young when it came out. And so when I watched it again in my adult life, it was kind of triggering because I was in a um, an abusive relationship as a teenager, wow. my high school relationship. So hearing her talk about having to tell this story over and over and over and over again, I get it. Like that shit gets old quick. And it's triggering to, you know, your brain processes trauma a certain way. It wants you to forget about it. So your brain pushes it to the back, like far back. So, you know, you can move on and continue to live life. And so when people are continuously asking her questions about this, I can just imagine like how she said she had a hot flash, you know, just, you know, the mention of his name is just like, shit, how am I going to talk about this? And she's in her fifties, you know, this is something that's hard to get over. So 
I mean, I've gotten over, you know, my issues. I understand that, you know, my abuser was a very sick person and she did too, but I couldn't imagine having to continuously talk about being abused. But watching the entire story and getting to, you know, see how she was able to continue on and blow up later on in her life, it was super inspiring. Yeah. It was really inspiring. Yeah, she's like, like that doesn't happen in in music. No, where you get a, a woman in her forties, like <laughs> right. that's like the industry's like that. What am I going to do with you? I can't sell you as a real sex symbol. You're not, mm -hmm. you know, you you when people bring up your name, it makes people think of black and white and and <laughs> oldie golden oldies or whatever. I'm trying to think what the equivalent would be. Who would be an artist for them to have to come back now? And would it be Mariah Carey? Mariah, or maybe even a Britney, because she's in her 40s now, I feel Brittany, like. Britney, maybe so Britney. Like, yeah, but 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 but, but uh, Tina Turner, in her original incarnation with, with, with Ike, she never got, like, to be, like, that as huge right. as Britney was, right? But it is it is crazy to watch, you know, watch the old clips, see what she was doing, because it's like, man, this is Beyonce before Beyonce, right? Right. Like, mm -hmm. Beyonce, not that she's a carbon copy of Tina Turner, but she's very heavily influenced by Tina Turner when it comes to the stage presence and, you know, the dancing and the performing. Like, as a performer, she's definitely in that lineage. And it's just, it was just crazy to watch Tina Turner doing this in 1963. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. she's just an amazing, amazing talent. And, like, the strength that this lady has to you know, tell her story is crazy. And, you know, the other thing about Ike being this, like, musical, like, you know, borderline genius, right? Like, this guy was a pioneering musician, you know? <laughs> so, 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 so here's the part. So, Trey, when you texted in the chat, nah, like, you just kind of were like, you're trying to clarify some things. What I wanted to say, because I ain't going to say I'm going to let you say it, but, but one of the things I walked away with was like, they really like were fair to Ike in this thing. Mm -hmm. They really like, like obviously everybody knows about the, the, the beating and the, and the rape and, and they went over it, but like they explained something that the movie never explained, which was that Ike had created all this shit for people and they left. And that nigga like was hurt over that shit. And that's one of the reasons why she never left because she told him she made a promise. I ain't going to leave you. And so that, that nigga, I guess, <laughs> took it a little too literally and <laughs> thought he could do whatever yeah. the fuck he wanted. I, but, but I never, I, I just thought he was just an abusive piece of shit. And I mean, yes, he is an abusive piece of shit. But lo and behold, there is a. There's always a story behind yeah, it. It's like yeah. A, it's like a villain, like a villain origin story. Like wow. how yeah. did this person become this person? Uh, and my abuser was the same way. He had, you know terrible drug addiction and, and uh, drug abuse in his family. His family was super abusive to him. And a lot of people left him. It was a very similar story. Like he was always afraid that he was going to be left alone and that no one really cared for him. They only wanted him for whatever he did in his career or whatever. So I always felt bad that whenever we would get into a bad argument that, you know, when I was ready to leave, that he would hurt himself or hurt me or hurt people around him. And so that makes it tough to walk away. But the fact that she actually did it, but it just took so long for that to happen. For me, yeah. it was like it was like a three year situation, but like 16 years of being abused. It's, it's but, ridiculous. I mean, but the crazy thing is be at the end, she's saying. Maybe I wouldn't be here for one for him. And then she, yeah, kind of I mean, she cleaned it up quick. She's like, oh, I don't really know. But it's like there's that, a level of like. Fuck the the motherfucker did was a musical genius and he gave me uh he put gave me a platform and he gave me my name and all this stuff. Now, I mean, she I'm, met someone that changed the entire trajectory of her career. Like right. you're gonna have to be like, you know what? If it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't be who I am or where I am today. She could probably still be, you know, in St. Louis, like mm -hmm. <laughs> fucking around, you know? So who knows? I mean, you have to, it, it sucks to talk about an abuser that way. And I, I get what you mean. Like they didn't really like lay into Ike, like they probably should have, but it was probably her choice. But we got to hear her tell this story in her own words, like these old interview tapes. And you could tell that she, I guess, has comp compartmentalized mm -hmm. the events to the point where she could actually speak about it without getting so incredibly mm -hmm. emotional. 
But maybe it was her choice to not really focus on Ike because she's been doing that since she told her story in 81. For real. It was also um, interesting to learn about her her parents. Yeah. You know, and her dad left, then the mom left. And like, you know, she's been fend- she had been fending for herself for a really long time. Like this lady's story is just, it's just crazy. The amount of obstacles she basically had to overcome to become this, you know, this megastar is it's, it's amazing. So I have a question. Did you guys feel like that little clip that they showed of her mom being interviewed? Did you feel like they put that in there to show that her mom really doesn't know who she is? Yeah. It was that like, was point. she's asking questions like, I don't know this lady. <laughs> yeah, no, that was the point. The point was my mom never liked me. And then after she, I blew up, I bought her things and, you know, I brought put her back in my life and she really didn't, still didn't like me. And she still didn't fuck with me. Yeah, that's crazy. It's like, oh, oh, that's insane. Sad, but it's fucked up. Now, Trey, you had, uh, let's just say, a counterculture uh, interpretation of this documentary. I won't yeah. put words in your mouth. No, nah, no, nah, it's, it's cool. It's cool. I Like I said, I already knew the story of Te- Miss Tina Turner. You know what I mean? Shout outs to her. Legend, Hall of yeah. Famer, whatever you want to do. I knew that story, seen a movie, respect her. This is actually the last time we're going to see her on record. She just does mm-hmm. not want to be seen anymore and just wants to not quote unquote fade to black, but just live her life out of the spotlight. So kudos for her to be able to take the victory lap. But right. I did want to highlight and again, not not putting, not uh, erasing or smudging what Mr. Turner did, right? But I will acknowledge that he was an addict and abuser. But we cannot, we cannot breeze past his genius. You know what I'm saying? Because obviously when you think about Tina getting it going at 40, which is not heard of, she did that. But them first couple 40s, you got to give homage to Ike. And the only reason why, also, I'm going to highlight an untold story, too, in a situation. I, I was thinking about Aaron, but I would have to boss a Nova. I ain't going to go that way because mm. I don't know that woman like that to that point. Um, but Ike, Inglewood legend, um, in a situation. You from Inglewood? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Come on. Oh, wow. Um, so I want to tell a story about how Rick Ross, Freeway Rick Ross, is a producer, right? He funded, he met Ike Turner at Bollock Studios, which is owned by Ike. And his son, Ronnie, used to be hanging out with everybody skiing. We're going to just leave it at that term. Mm. And (laughs) they met and they wanted to make it legit. So the person to make it legit, who had the funding at the time, which kind of piggybacks off of Hip Hop Uncovered, Mm-hmm. was Free Ray Rick Ross. Mm-hmm. In return, they started the career of Anita Baker. No way. Right. So and here's the wild. thing. So here's the thing. With all that happening, My Angel, the song by Anita Baker, was dedicated to Miss Tina Turner. What? Mm. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it gets deep. Um, but, Rob, cue the bossa nova. <laughs> Squeaky doors, clogs, sinks, finicky engines. When things break around the house, you take care of it. However, when something's off in the bedroom, you just try not to think about it. Come on, man. What are you waiting for? That's a problem that needs to be fixed. So take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash B-O-M now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. And if medication is appropriate, it ships you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com B-O-M and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash B-O-M right now and you'll get $15 off your first month. It's really time to take care of your ED. Remember, get started today. You'll save $15 on your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash B-O-M. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, that, wait, hold on. Are he's we doing a, the bossa nova? 
No, we can go back now. And we're back. Okay. So, yeah. So, by the way, five, you know, uh, Ike Turner's five foot five, which led Jerv to say that he would wash him. It absolutely was. <laughs> Bruh, I'm not. Listen, I'm not letting anybody under five nine. I know there's niggas out here with hands, and I get it. I get it. But I'm just saying, plus, I'm a civilian. I don't want any smoke. But I'm not letting a nigga five five whip. Like, you're not whipping my ass under five nine, dog. Who are like, you more scared of? Who are you more scared of off of the movie? Ike Turner or Joe Jackson? Because Joe Jackson scares the fuck out of me. I, if you see the real Joe Jackson, he's a scary looking dude, man. Nah, Lawrence Hilton Jacobs is like a nice looking guy, like a, a friendly man who played Joe Jackson. But the actual Joe Jackson, if you see his picture, that nigga look evil, man. I mean, I'd rather I'd rather throw hands with Ike than Joe just because Joe got I'm a little weight on him. Like, why did you bring up the fact that you would, you would beat dude up? Are you saying like, Tina should have beat him up or like no uh, no I'm saying I'm I'm I, it was more like outrage of just watching the shit like oh, you know the story yeah, you yeah, watching nah, it and it's just sure. like damn I would have whipped boy ass like I just yeah, yeah. dog boy like facts, like it's just facts. just a quick gut punch or something he doesn't have any chest and I'm saying <laughs> I don't even want to, I don't even want to, why are you making me do this yo boy rest, you know I mean? I'm, not, I'm not doing this I'm about to go now I'm about to go in or somebody who's not even retroactively tight but I feel you though nah Joe Joe Jackson, Joe Joe the villain. Yeah. He was like the villain in every fucking movie. I did not realize that Ike was from Inglewood, so that <laughs> does give him a little couple points. Because I do believe that everybody out there, you know, they they wired a little different. So you know, maybe. But uh, under five nine, I, I, I like my chances, yo. I'm I'm six two with a little weight on me. Yeah. Some other other uh, notes I took during this thing. First of all, Ike claimed his mama raised BB King. I'm calling bullshit. Yo, <laughs> thank you. Oh, like, I, I feel like that's something we would have heard before. Like, you know what okay. I mean? I'm like, not a chance. <laughs> no chance in hell. <laughs> they they might have lived like across the street from one another, but that's about it. Um, I gave Tina the name Tina Yo. because it rhymed with Sheena. I that that's my first time realizing this. Now I understand, like as a dancer, as a performer, that sometimes you need a name to go out there to really like be somebody else. And then once you're done performing, you can kind of like go back to yourself. But to have someone like say, okay, this is what it is, that's wild. That is kind of, I mean, it's not kind of, but it is creepy as fuck. Like for someone to give you a name and say this is what it's gonna be, and you just roll with it, like no, no, like, no but but that's but the thing. Though, what was her name like, before though? I mean, anime, anime. No, no, I mean, she, she didn't have a performing name prior to no, that, right? No, no, I'm not, but I'm not rocking with anybody named Anime, Anime. Like, I'm, you know, what I mean, I'm not copping a CD from Anime. But, right. I think, but, but can it be a collaboration? Like, can we come up with something together that I'm comfortable with? No, you just say, this is what oh. it's going to be. And I'm giving you my last name. No, I mean, <laughs> but, but like, just this is the name and she was just like okay but you can <laughs> understand though if she she the way she it's told the story she's like i'm somebody who just i basically i sang in a church choir that was my level of music experience this dude was a touring musician he was already a professional so she kind of looked at him as the person that was all knowing all seeing she was like well if ike says this is how we should do it and you can understand that if you looking you looking up to this dude and he seems like, oh, you basically putting him on a pedestal because he's already achieved a certain level of success in this profession. I can see why she would be like, I mean, if Ike is the one crafting the stage show and, and, and coming up with the ideas, I can understand why she would be down with that, you know? And it worked. Right. Yeah, yeah, no. It's, all right. So uh, the other thing was every picture of Ike Turner they showed, this nigga was looking so mad. So, uh, <laughs> so they talk about... He wrote that song Rocket 88 and made it and everything. And then they gave credit to like his saxophonist and they showed this picture. And I want you to look at Ike's face. <laughs> <laughs> Every picture that they had, this like, thing was like, a, exactly. And the same thing with Phil Spector. There's one where Phil Spector's in the studio. He's on the, like looking through the glass. Well, he's at her. out there lusting, bro. He was big lusting on her. And Ike, Ike is over here in the background, just fucking ice grilling that nigga hard. Um, which brings me to the other thing. Again, this reminded me of the Biggie documentary. The amount of archival footage they had Yo. was on. They had the, the scene where they're in there trying to figure out the song and Ike started getting mad. And she's like, no, I'm just trying to show her how you're supposed to sing it. And then he reaches over to grab something behind her. And she, and she moved out the way. Woo! Yeah. 
There is something insane yeah. that there's actual footage of this and not like a yeah. recreation. Well, or I, 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 one of my favorite parts was he did it like a key bump or two <laughs> on camera. I'm like, yo, y'all was just, y'all was just loose with it. But yeah, but that that part that you just talked about, I mean, definitely stuck with me. I was like, wow, terror, fucking terrorist, yeah. this dude. Yeah, man, like that. But that's if it's like we know it, it's kind of weird, man. It reminds me of like the Ray Rice thing where we knew it happened, we heard it happen, we knew it happened, and we're like, okay. And then you see the video, you're like, oh, Jesus Christ. It's so much scarier to see it even when you know it's happened. Same thing, like, I know it happened, I watched the movie, I heard the stories, all that stuff. And yet just seeing that scene right there, like, terrified me, man. It's just a scary scene. And just imagine her doing this documentary, knowing this is the last hurrah, oh. and then having to relive this One all more time. Over. One more time. Yeah. One for the road. The house, they went through their house. The house looks exactly like it did in the movie. That staggered me too. Like they got they got that much detail that, that yeah, the house really looked like that with the bed and everything. Um, he beat her with a shoe stretcher. Then he fucked her. Then he told her to sing, quote, you sing, motherfucker, because you, 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 you made me do it. She did the you Ike Turner thing. It. Which again is funny, because it's not funny, but it's weird because I always thought that was just something that they, you know, gassed up a in, the movie. The, in the movie. Right. In the movie, and it turns out no, that nigga talks like that for real <laughs> in real life. Um, when her song with Phil Spector bombed, and I thought Ike was gonna get up there and shit on it, like that ain't a good song, and instead he just said, "Look, this is how the business works here. In order to make Billboard, you gotta top the R and B charts." But the R&B charts ain't fucking with that song. And so the black radio stations ain't going to play it because the song is too white. And the white radio stations ain't going to play a black song that ain't a hit. So he he actually gave a pretty good... I was like, that's damn, that's really good analysis, bro. Like, right. they, like in the movie, they made it seem like he was just a hater. And he might <laughs> be just a hater. He might right. have been just a hater and rooted right. for the, the failure. But I, again... I was surprised. That was one of the instances where I was like, they didn't need to have that in there. They could have just shat on that nigga. But they they played nice, I guess. I don't know what, what else to say. Um, let's see. Oh, when they're asking Ike in his interview about her abuse, and he starts answering, and then he says, no, no, no. You know what? Let me do that again. And I thought, yeah, nigga, you're just self-incriminating like a motherfucker. And then his second explanation was worse than the first. I'm like, what are you doing? Yo, that was hilarious. Because I don't know what he thought he was, like, doing on the reset. Like, like it was going to be much better. Like, hold on, hold on. Let me I mean, and, you know, it, it's crazy just the matter of factness that he spoke about it. Like, he was like, of course I did that. Like, of course I was whooping her. Like, what else would I do? You know, it's just, woo, it's wild. It's just wild, man. I mean, I'm just trying to understand how it was back then in general though you know what i'm saying as far as domestic shit that just wasn't even documented i mean oprah said it like they were the first like generation of women to actually speak up and say like this happened to me yeah because that shit was just flying from apparently from what i've you know because if you if you think about your your parents or your grandparents favorites Mm -hmm. niggas is nasty (laughs) niggas is gross bro and they still going like, to let them rock. That ain't even going to stop them. They ain't no such thing as canceled, nigga. If I like this jam, that shit's still playing. That no, but crazy. just, oh man, this shit, this shit was insane. Um, they keep asking her about, I, it's just hard for her to get away. She couldn't, like, she, she, look, her career, man, again, I can't stress her enough, man. Her career was done. She out here doing Vegas, Vegas shows. Like, that's it, doing cover songs because she can't even do her own music because he owns all the rights. So she got to yeah. do Disco Inferno and bullshit like that. Like, I was just Aretha like, Franklin Damn. jams. Yeah, like yeah, that. Was, I mean, but the rebrand was so incredible. I, mm-hmm. I'm just so happy to see, like, how, you know, you change your hair, you change, mm-hmm. you know, the dancers. The you Yeah, you change everything. But for people to still refer back to Ike has to be the most frustrating part about it. The dude that you know, signed her. Oh, go ahead. No, I, I remember uh, my first year of working in Vegas, we had costumes um, that were just like Tina Turner's with the fringe. It was my favorite thing to dance in. And I remember it was summer of um, 2010. And 
security came over and tapped me on the shoulder was like, hey, Quincy Jones wants to talk to you. And I was like, what? Like, I thought he was bullshit. And so I was like, you know, whatever. I just kept dancing. He was like, no, for real. Like, he's sitting right here. He wants to talk to you. So I go and I remember that one of the first things he said was like, you're you're rocking that dress, baby. Like, you're giving like Tina Turner because it had the fringe and everything was Mm -hmm. really short, showing the legs. And that was like my first thing to think like, oh, he he got the reference because we used to dress like certain female influencers from the 60s and the 70s. And that was our Tina look. And I just remember how like dope that he got it. But of course, it's Quincy Jones. He gets everything. Yeah. He has a story for everything. But by the way, the the other crazy thing about that was that her comeback started by singing back up to Olivia Newton-John. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) damn, I'm like, come on. the 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 exec that signed her or the manager said once a star always a threat and i like that it made me think about it made me think about basketball like mellow right exactly star always Mm -hmm. a threat like Mm -hmm. uh the original version of what's love got to do with it okay i'm a plead ignorance i thought that was an original song and she's singing (laughs) about ike right i'm a whole life i thought that song was about ike like, cause Same. he said, I love you after he beat her ass. And she said, what's right. love got to right. do with it? Right. It turns <laughs> out it was a trash ass song Yo, from bro. some group called Bucks Fizz. Bro. Like a British ABBA. Bro. And, 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 and they did well <laughs> to like, to like show us these homies. It would, it like, it would have been fine enough for us to just hear them singing it, but to show us it these homies crazy. in like, do you see how lame this record was? Oh and what <laughs> Tina Turner turned it into is crazy. Like, like look she didn't want to do it. Exactly. <laughs> it said it was so lame. She didn't want to do it. Right. It reminded me of Biggie. When they when they presented him with Juicy, he was like, "I ain't doing this fucking bullshit. This is some pop. This is some bullshit or whatever. Pop shit. Yeah." But then she said, "Let me do it like this, this, this," and bang, musical history is made. 20 million copies for Private Dancer. They do 230 shows in 18 months. She said when she got with her manager, I want to do stadiums like Mick Jagger. They did 186,000 people at a show in Rio. Not a festival. They came out to see her. That's some shit that I don't know if that shit exists anywhere in the world anymore. Right. 186,000. I don't know what artists could get that. Beyonce. Uh, and Beyonce, you think? <laughs> I think she's pulled a huge. The answer like to every else. question for Beyonce. every woman is Beyonce. Okay. I mean, right. <laughs> fair enough. They even through this, so she gets into Mad Max. She's in Mad Max, and throughout this, now she's the number one star in the world. She's doing movies, blockbuster movies. They still asking about Ike, dude. That, that's that's so, crazy. So when they show that interview, and Mel, a young Mel Gibson is sitting there. And he felt uncomfortable. He was like, Jesus, I mean, are we really doing this? We're just trying to promote a fucking movie here. And they were getting all up in her business about her prior abuse. Young Mel Gibson's like, are we doing this? Are we asking these nigger questions the whole time? (laughs) (laughs) My fucking movie, not the douchebag over here. Oh, man. Mel Gibson, legendary racist. Oh, legendary racist. Yeah. Um, Let's see, what else? A couple of things up. When she started talking about her mama and her mama not liking her and all that stuff. And I was like, that's fucked up or whatever. And then she started talking about she never, she never had love. She said, what's wrong with me? Why can't anyone see the beauty? Not a goddamn person found it. I cried. I won't lie, man. I should have thugged you. She said, like, Man, Cause it's just like what Tina yeah. Turner at age yeah. at that point in her life, 45 or whatever, feeling like she's, Never had love. And, you know, a lot of us have gone through life and, you know, you have relationships, you break up, you're like, ah, maybe that wasn't really love. But at least, I, I want to say most, if not all of us, could say, but my mama loves me. Right. 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 Or, right. or or my, my dad loves me. Right. And she didn't even have that. And that, right. I was like, fuck, man. To the point where she's starting to doubt herself, starting to doubt whether it's something wrong with her that makes her unlovable. And... And then the, the driver came in the picture and I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, what a come up. What a come up for this, for this white man named Gunther or whatever his name is. 
when they showed their when they showed their home, I was like, "Yo, he's set. And he's straight. Come up. That's come up. That's the life." She said, he, "He got her luggage." And uh, Phil said, "Whoever uh, Roger, her manager said, "Yo, you riding with Gunter?" And she said, "My heart skipped the beat because I, I liked him or whatever." And then it's fast like, forward, she found his soul, like her soulmate. Like that, Damn. that was the line that hit me. I was like, that's a bar right there. Like that. Nah, I, I liked when she said, um, when you come to LA, you come to LA. Love, yep. make love to me. I was oh, like, the nigga lost no, his that- mind. Tina just, just take, in his took pants, the but- dick, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's how you know, that's how you know. That's ass, boy. Because I, I, took yo, that, boy. was, I would have been like, shit, we ain't got to wait till LA. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but he was, well, gotta- you, you got to figure about pull it. up. The icon it right now. An icon just tell you like, boy, I'm taking the dick. Yeah, and man. ain't nothing you can do about it. Like that was me with this is me with CC Peniston. <laughs> <laughs> Look. Oh boy. Story for another day, I guess. Oh my Last God. thing, when uh they're doing <laughs> the tour for the, the movie. And she's sitting there next to Angela Bassett. Shout out to Angela Bassett, by the way. Just phenomenal. Oh, Where Angela Bassett's talking about to this day, like survivors are reaching out to me about this topic. Like she played Tina so well that people are reaching out to her in this way. But when they're they're doing the press junket tour and the guy asked her what she think of the movie, she said, I ain't seen it. Cause like that, the whole it. point of this, now that I lived it, some people's like, oh, because I lived it, I don't need to do it. No, it's like the whole point of me doing this is so that I don't have to talk about it anymore. Then I don't have to see it or read about it or be asked about it. And the irony is it exploded. It turned into the opposite. It turned out into like a rallying kind of point for everybody. And she said, or somebody said in the thing, it's like, you got to understand your anime Bullock, but Tina Turner belonged to the people. And Tina Turner's like a, I won't say an ambassador, but like a face for domestic violence survival. So that, that was deep too. Yeah, man. It was, you know, as I came to the end of it, of course, like when when they talked about her parents that, that you mentioned, it's like, yo, it honestly made me feel fortunate for the stuff that I have. You know what I'm saying? Like stuff that we we all take for granted. I'm like, man, yo, we're, we're, we're fortunate when we have parents who love us and people who, you know, lift us up and embrace us and, 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 and make us feel like we're worth something. We're fortunate when we have that in our lives. Like Tina Turner just basically had her talent and that shit just carried her through. It's, it's crazy, crazy, crazy. So snowfall this week, man. My man Fatback had to take that L. You, yo, you called that last week too, by the way. Yeah, I, back I, know, I know you don't listen to old episodes, but I happened to check the old episode and you you literally called that, bro. So shout out yeah. to you for that shit. Because it was clear that Franklin wasn't going to sell out Leon and they hadn't shown us fat back. So I was like, that nigga. But let me just say this. I was going to feel bad for him the, the whole way. They were going to take care of him all that stuff. But then the, the way he got got, I'm sorry, man. All my sympathy went away. Nigga, you know Franklin Saint. You know that nigga. That was he would never send some random chick to pick you up. And like he should have known better. Let's let's be real. Eh, we've all seen people come home. They've seen movies. That's never how. If that's the situation that's waiting for you, it's when your homie picks you up and takes you to the crib. It's not them picking you up from. Well, it's the plan. Station. We have a plan. Right. Yes, nigga. We have a plan. When did the plan break? I didn't never say. You know what, Fatback, for being a real one, I'm gonna I'm gonna put some spice on it right now, bro. We are gonna get you. You gonna have a threesome, and this is what's gonna happen. Why, bro? Your your case is not done. Your case is not done. We're just bailing you out, bro. And then we what? Twenty four hours. Yes, he didn't even do twenty four <laughs> hours. He posted I mean, a mill bail, bro. No one's giving you a, no one's lacing yeah. you with a threesome for 24 hours. Though. And yeah, it's just not happening. And the crazy thing about it, the lawyer was like, did you post the bill? He's like, no, like, bro, we ain't even did it yet. Like we didn't have, we yeah. ain't even scheduled the whole shit. My thing about Leon, bro, he's stressing me the fuck out. He's <laughs> like, cause I know niggas that just like, you want to help out and that's your boy and he keep fucking up. 
he hot after the shit went bad. And it's like, nigga, I would not, I would not be in this position if it wasn't for you. But Franklin been making bad decisions all season. We we yeah. not just gonna we not just gonna do that. Cause he been making bad decisions and he gonna fuck himself up. But hold up, cause I and I feel you, but Leon's in this situation because of fucking Franklin, though. Franklin's the one that decided that no, he was going to no, have no, 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 no but yes, yes, he, he told is. Leon, he told Leon to lay low, and Leon said, "Fuck that shit, I got to be out in the streets." Nah, bro. When but when he came to Leon off top, Leon said, "Yo, I'm not trying to be involved in none of this shit because it's going to come back on me." He told him the plan. He told him what he was going to do. Leon said, "That shit sounds dumb." Don't do the shit. Franklin decides to come up with the master plan to have everybody set each other up and that doesn't work. So of course they're going to attack his man now. Not excusing know. what Leon did, but still. I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, well, Leon did do it on purpose. I mean, I think that's that, that part is clear. Like we're not blaming him for killing the kid. He didn't know the kid. And like Franklin said, they fucked up by having a kid in that car because they knew this was wartime and they knew anyone could get got. So you don't have you don't have the kid in the car. Just, just plain and simple. Having Especially said all that, the ducky crib like that too. Yep. Having said all that, Leon fucked up because they told him to lay low. They told him these people don't care whether or not you aren't quote unquote part of this. They go, the affiliation is going to happen anyway. Leon ain't listen. He out here getting milkshakes and burritos and shit, acting like life is normal. It wasn't even like a, uh, like a necessary trip. This dude was just out here, and of course he got shot at and. And instead of waiting for a plan of how we gonna get this, take care of this, Leon decides he's gonna do his own thing. Go hire a private investigator, all that shit. That was just reckless. So it is Leon's fucking fault. I don't give a fuck. I'm shot. I'm saying with my boy Franklin. However, at what point do you sell Leon out if you're Franklin? I told y'all last week that now, you need to give Leon a now, phone bag. Get the fuck out of there. He out of there because you fucking tripping. You fucking tripping, bro. I I can't control you anymore. D-Ray, D-Ray be getting me hot, too. He a bitch. He be getting me hot. He be acting Yo, like he with the shit. Is it weird seeing him play this type of role when he's D-Ray? No. No, because it's a bunch okay. of niggas in this, it's a bunch of niggas in this show. That's that. And is Calvin from Peyton Fool's daddy? I just peeped that. Yeah, that's Calvin from Peyton uh, Fool. That, that, no. That, yep. That's Calvin. No, no, no. That's Calvin. No, I refuse. Hold on. That just blew my mind. I, I, I was. That's I was Calvin. Looking. That was you crazy. You know what? I'm no. But yeah. I'm a holler. No. That's him. Yeah. That's Kermit. That's Kermit, bro. That's Kermit, Hell bro. yeah, that's Kermit. I knew I was bugging. Yo. I was looking. I was like, yo, who this nigga look familiar, bro? Yep. Yo, Jerv, yeah. that means we fucking old as fuck, man. Yeah, yeah. Y'all on better pool playing somebody daddy? Yes, bro. <laughs> I felt like <laughs> insane. So yeah, grown ass nigga fuck, daddy. Bro. Yes, oh nigga. Oh my god, that's that shook me up. Damn, man. he damn he do look old as shit in this thing too. Yeah. Yo, do I look that wash? Yo, like am I that old looking? Yo, could Jerv play Franklin Saints daddy? Forget about yes. him being light skinned. Yes. Although, <laughs> no, no, I'm just trying to be funny. Yes, yeah, if I let my, if I let my beard grow out, I got some grays popping. So I guess not even about the grays, bro. It's 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 like you have a father stature. Father so much, so much. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, pretty much. Um, wow, man, that's, that's that's you guys have really shaken me up here. Um, okay. Meanwhile, Louis and Jerome go out to Little Rock. To go see her cousin and her fucking, I don't or her friend that she grew up with who got like an annoying ass little cousin who we all know is gonna fuck this whole thing up, right? He's clearly gonna be strung out by next episode, right? Oh, yeah, you know, he's the one that's gonna fuck everything up. Like, he wouldn't just shut the hell up. Like, why, why? first of all, they're fucking they're they're morons because they know him. He shouldn't even be at the be around, table. Yeah. You know this nigga is not, not reliable, right? So, but, like, but how fucked up are they though, right? Because technically they had a crack party, and just gave crack to all their friends. It yeah. looked like to me. Yeah. So they just I mean, got everyone's going crack. I mean, that's now. how you. That's how you're supposed to be, bro. But we about to get into the. We about to get into the nitty gritty of the epidemic. Banging in Little Rock. That's what's about to happen. Shit is uh, crazy. Shit is crazy. Is Jerome though. right? Is Jerome right that Louis fu- fucked up by not? Telling them the full details of what's Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I thought you was going to say, is he fucked up for not wanting to stay in a crib and get a hotel? Nah, I would have did that shit too because I'm bougie. Anyway. (laughs) Also, is Jerome Jerome wrong for wearing a fucking black fur coat bathrobe? Nah, he up. He up. Nah, nigga, I'm up. He He loud, but he up because Frank Lucas would have threw that shit in the fucking fire. You see my man over here got plants now? Niggas, I mean, dog, situations change. You know, you know how crazy that is, though? Look how this nigga just judged me, bro. Nigga said, I got plants now. When does plants become wealth? That's what's wrong with us, bro. We've been robbed. Trees and plants, my G. A $15 plant, bro, is wealth. That's, niggas crazy, bro. Uh, <laughs> Teddy's brother dies of a heart attack, presumably from too much cocaine use. Uh, as we know, that's what happened to him when uh, the Colombians kidnapped him and shit. Uh, Teddy's dad doesn't tell him about it until after the funeral so that he won't show up to the funeral. Fucked up. That's very fucked up. Um, Is it fucked up? Come on, man. Just, just hear me out. Come if, Jer- from, okay. from, from a de- from the dad's perspective, this is these are his sons, right? Right. You, one son was living a regular life doing whatever he was doing. All of a right. sudden, he gets in the mix with you. And now he's strung up on cocaine. And the, the thing that he gets in the mix with you about is the thing that kills him. Dad is Saudi. He doesn't fuck with the, he doesn't fuck with him now. It's just the funeral, man. Like you gotta let him come to you. You don't have to, I'm not saying you gotta like leave and let the guy stay in your house. You gotta let him come to the funeral. There is uh oh Bossanova, please, Rob. Bossanova. <laughs> That's that's crazy. Now that's crazy. I'm gonna tell you right now, unless that nigga had it in his will. Nah, man, that's foul. That's foul. Yeah, so I don't know, man. I I would let the nigga go to the funeral, at least. And then get the fuck out of my life forever. That you could do that, but don't don't do that shit to him, man. Uh, but now Teddy is fucking now he's loose. Yeah, y'all peeped that, right? He shows up. Oh no, he, he he talking crazy. He's got to he die crazy. soon, right? He's because he's drunk. He's like he's not like he's not in control anymore. He's kind of succumbing to his own substance abuse problems, and that's making him sloppy. Even as he accuses Franklin of being sloppy. Um, the war isn't going well in Nicaragua. So like this shit, what he thought was about to be wrapping up. Now it's not wrapping up. Shit's crazy. Uh, what else happened in the episode? Oh, Wanda came home. Who? Oh yeah. Wanda came home. Wanda came home and, and, uh, got accosted by a couple of crackheads. Uh, and now she's staying at Alton's, uh, shelter. Uh, where we discover that the reporter is back and now she's threatening your mans with the information that she knows, including the CIA. She the ops. She the she ops, bro. But she gotta die, right? Yeah. Oh, she, she died. She died she gotta, this season. No, so this is the thing. I don't think she dies, but I think that they're going to string this shit out where she's going to be like not only doing reporting work, but she's going to be doing detective work. And I feel that her boss is going to keep spinning this because he knows that it's kind of like above the pay grade mm-hmm. and like CIA obviously is shutting this shit down, not for it to make national news. You know what I'm saying? Right. So she going to keep coming with evidence like, Oh, I got such and such to confess. And then he's gonna be like, nah, we not, you know what I mean? And keep pushing her off. And you then she's going to probably do it the next season in season five. I want, you know, what's funny. I wonder how many of our listeners didn't know that the CIA caused the crack epidemic. Because I feel like all black people knew this shit from like day one. We knew. But like white people are like, what? The CIA is here to protect us. <laughs> so if you're, if you're a listener and you didn't know that the CIA was responsible for introducing cocaine into inner city neighborhoods and the proliferation of crack, let us know. At us uh, on Twitter, I guess, at Darth Amin, at John Gervais, at Trayvon. Trayvon. <laughs> Uh, at, at this nigga has plants. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be rapping to my plants, man. Be rapping sugar free to my plants. How you know them niggas speak English? 
I don't know, bro. We just we just out here just trying to uplift, bro. A little sunlight and a little rather have my bitch. Uh, <laughs> I'd rather give you my bitch. <laughs> Pay attention. Let, I'd rather let's... give you my bitch. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> to a ficus or whatever. <laughs> Yo, let's do this. Let's wrap this up here. And I want everybody who's a Patreon join us on the patreon we're going to talk about the 15th anniversary of ti's king album what's your favorite tracks a little bit of trivia on there where you rank this album in ti's uh catalog we're gonna we'll bring back was and b for that how about that so join us on the patreon if you're not a patreon patreon.com slash count the dinks and if you are a patreon tell your friends Patreon.com slash count the things. Don't miss out on all the exclusives, like the exclusive Cinephobe episodes that me, Zach Harper, and Anthony Mays make. And of course, the overflow episodes right here on Bomb, like the one that's about to happen as soon as you head there. For Big Jer, for Black Trey, for Big Waz, for B, and for Rob Lopez on the production, this has been Black Opinions Matter, motherfucker. Stay black. Yo, Rob. Yo, I mean, what's the biggest complaint I always have whenever we record these podcasts? Besides Jerv being too sleepy, um, I think it's you forget <laughs> to name a couple of things. You always want to talk about some extra stuff. Oh, man. It's the worst feeling in the world. When we get done and we say cut and I'm sending the files to Rob and I say, shit, I forgot we were going to talk about this topic or that topic. Well, guess what? We're not going to have those problems anymore. If you go ahead and download the Stereo app. That's right. Go to Stereo.com slash Darth Amin and make sure you are linked and subscribe to us. And we're going to talk about all of the different things that I always forget about. This is a great app. Every time you guys are listening to this pod, you say, oh, I wish I could chime in. But you're listening to our pod. You can never chime in. It's pre-recorded. Guess what? With stereo, you're able to have your voice heard. You can ask real-time questions about either the pod episode we recorded or whatever we're talking about at the time. It's great. It's a forum for you to listen to your favorite podcasters. That'll be me and our, yours truly all at the Count the Things Network. And we're going to be out here. We're going to do this regularly, multiple times a week. Just hop on stereo. Download the app. Subscribe. Follow Darth Amin. Follow Talk Hoops. Follow Trayvon. Follow Big Waz. All of us. You know who we are. You search for us on the stereo app. You will find us and subscribe to us and be a part of these conversations real time. Have the ability to ask the questions that you want to ask. Stop us when we're on some bullshit, as we are frequently. And, of course, catch some content that goes above and beyond what you listen to in the podcast you already love. Again, that is the Stereo app. And you can follow me, Stereo.com slash Darth Amin. You can look up everybody else by their handles. Their handles are all the same as what we have on social media. You can join us multiple times a week. I love Stereo. I'm on the app talking all the time. Follow me and get notified every time I go live.